You're listening to the Business as Usual podcast, your weekly discussion of all things business, finance, and personal finance. And now, here's your host, Jason Hughes. Hey guys, and welcome to the Business as Usual podcast. This is our first episode, and I'm here with Matt and Nick. Uh, Matt, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So, I'm Matt. You guys might have uh, already heard me from the Millennial Investor YouTube channel. Uh, I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and it kind of started where I was interested in mainly trading to begin with, and then last year I sort of started to pick up my day trading, and you know, picked up picked up YouTube as well with it. Awesome. And Nick, do you want to introduce yourself as well? Sure thing. Uh, so obviously I'm Nick. I own the channel and blog Aussie Money Man. Uh, that was started basically with the idea of just kind of sharing uh, my experiences uh, and knowledge with other people as I kind of went along. Awesome. And yes, I'm uh, Jason and I run the uh, Australian Market Briefing podcast mostly. I did run a YouTube channel for a bit, but don't do that anymore. So now I'm just a podcast and that is Daily ASX News and it's released Monday to Friday. So we thought with this uh, episode, we'll just sort of give an introduction of who we are, so you know who you're listening to, and that we're not just sort of some miners coming and trying to talk about finance stuff. (laughs) So Matt, do you want to kick that off, like sort of where you went to school, what you did, and all that stuff? Yeah, sure, no worries. I'll give you a bit of an in-depth analysis of my life for the past couple of years. (laughs) So um, yeah, so currently I'm 25 years old, um, I have finished university already. So I finished uh, at UOW over in Wollongong um, in 2017. Yep. And I studied mechanical and materials engineering for that for that okay. time. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah. materials engineering? Materials. Um, it's kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's pretty much whenever anyone asks me, uh, basically anything that you touch has been had like it's had to have you know been dealt with with a materials engineer so any plastics or metal or anything like that you know generally a a materials engineer has had to um design the the material for it but okay in Wollongong materials engineers are basically for the steel works okay yeah Yeah. Um, so like purity and steel and whatnot yeah so they work out they try to keep the consistency of the steel um, throughout the the process because you don't want obviously brittle steel in an application that needs ductile steel and yeah. vice versa okay. you, yeah so they're really just trying to control the composition of the steel um, in the actual blast furnace which is huge yeah. by the way absolutely huge um, yeah. so yeah that's that's a, a difficult process and that runs 24 7 and yeah, they just okay. fall back and do, you know, a bunch of other stuff with maintenance and all the rest of it. So okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so I did the degree. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I finished that, finished that up and I kind of, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to be doing with my degree. I had applied to a couple of places, but I also had a PhD uh, kind of as a plan B. Yeah. So I went ahead and applied for that. It was in biomedical slash like mechanical engineering and yeah so that was going to be that was i was really excited for that one um 
it was developing a 3D printed ear with stem cells. Oh, that's interesting. So there's this condition at the moment where people are basically born with a deformed ear, but only one deformed ear. Yeah. So they'll go ahead and basically take a scan of your um, good ear and then yeah. go ahead and 3D print the replica of that, flip it. Okay. And then inject it with stem cells. Now, oh, wow. currently, yeah, currently they actually take a bit of your rib out, a bit of your lower rib, and the surgeon mm. actually has to sculpt it into an ear and then they attach <laughs> that. So that's not that's not that great because if you know if you get if you get a surgeon that's not really artistic, he's not gonna be a great sculptor and you're gonna have a <laughs> you're end up with the worst You're ear. not gonna have a very good ear. Started with. <laughs> but yeah, if you okay. if you if you have a three D printed ear, it's gonna exactly match your other ear. And the problem with that was at the moment, stem cells and that, you know, you see a lot in science, but they they would have to individually culture the stem cells into the particular cells. So you'd have to have cartilage, fat, yeah. skin cells, etc. And yeah. you would have to inject them in the right places for it to grow yeah. into those things. So it's kind of like you're still sculpting the ear, um, but just now you're using like a gel. Okay. But in, in this way, we let the printer basically form this scaffold and then the stem cells are injected into the scaffold and depending on how the scaffold's structured, then it would form fat cartilage skin cells in those locations. So it's oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so basically they get a, a fresh ear. But anyway, that was nice. that was what I was going to be doing. Um, <laughs> and then he decided to come make money instead. Yeah, and then I then I was like, oh, well, the the plan was it was it was really only a source of income. People probably think that's pretty silly because the scholarship was. I think it's about 500 a week and i mean yeah. that's enough with my other job of night duty that's to enough. clear yeah. I, I think you clear about a thousand bucks a week or something so it's not bad yeah. but i was using it to trade on the side yeah and okay. i wanted to do day trading but yeah if i had this uh phd you know i went in and seen my supervisor and they said look you're gonna have to be here nine to five and i'm like oh, all right yeah so I had to cancel that. Yeah, because that. it becomes like a job for yeah, it was basically like four a, or five years that you're doing it. Yeah, and the like he said it was going to be flexible after, but the, for the first six months to a year where I was going to have to have a lot of training, you know, the yeah. people that are working there during the day are going to be there from nine to five. So I can't really get away from those hours. Mm. Yeah. You so yeah. Stuck. <laughs> but yeah, this kind of all yeah. coincided with me starting with my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so what made was, you start that? Yeah, so I started that end of September. So this is at the same time I was applying for jobs and my PhD. Okay. What so year just, is this? This is 20, 2017. Okay. Um, I just had some pretty good trades towards the end of, you know, September, October. Yeah. Um, so I had those as well. So I was thinking, oh, look, I'm not going too bad at this. Maybe I can make something of this. And yep. then I started the YouTube channel and then Nick, I don't know if you know him, Nick Fabrio. No, I've a, not heard of him. Uh, a couple of the listeners might know him. He's a Aussie day trader, quite okay. successful one at that too. Um, yep. He reached out in October and, yep. you know, he said, oh, like I see what you're doing. Um, 
you know, I've been doing the same thing from about six months earlier than when I started. So he started yeah. about mid 2015. I started, started 2016. Yeah. And yeah, he reached out and said, basically, you know, and we just, it was basically a way to bounce stuff off. Cause at that stage, I didn't really have anyone to talk about with investing. And yeah. I talked talk to my friends about it and they'd be like, Matt, you're a nerd. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want to know about investing. It's like, come on. So I needed, I needed an outlet and Nick yeah. provided that outlet, which was nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I ended up but going. Wait, what made you start trading in the first place though? If none of your um, friends were into that or. Yeah. So I was in the US actually. I went over there for exchange for a year. Yeah. And I'd just been through the New York Stock Exchange. So yeah. I went I went to visit a friend and her dad, by coincidence, she he worked at the New York Stock Exchange as okay. a security guard. So he mm-hmm. was able to get me a pass to go and have a walk around on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And basically from then, you know, I was hooked. Like I was just walking around absolutely loving it. Yeah. Um, and then it come to about a month after that visit and I was, you know, in uni and stuff. Yeah. And Uni over there, I would say it's a lot easier than here. So I had free time yeah. and I wanted to make a little yeah. bit of money and I wasn't going to be working minimum wage because minimum wage is like, I don't know, $2, $5 or something like that. Yeah. Like you'd be, you'd be paid nothing. So I, yeah. I tried two things. I was trying to trade and then in parallel to that, I was trying like an e-commerce business. So like everything at the time it was, you know, t-shirts and all the rest of it. So I was trying to do that. Yeah. Bit of drop shipping. And I mean, the thing that pulled through or the thing that I had early success at was the trading. So that's sort of, that's sort of how it started because that was the early su- success and that was, you know, what stuck. Yeah. But had it have okay. been, you know, one of the others, maybe I wouldn't have been where I am today. So, yeah. but yeah, no, that was, um, I was able to, yeah, basically pull a couple of good months there towards the end of October. And then I went okay. and watched him day trade in Jan. Yeah. And by this stage, I think he's, well, I mean, now he's gone from $10,000 to, he's over a million now in the space of two and a half years. Wow. So that was an absolutely awesome thing to watch. Um, wow. Yeah. Watch that doesn't work, huh? Yeah. No, that's the thing. Like he says, <laughs> you know, a lot of people um, basically make fun of day trading and scalping and stuff. But yeah. after talking to him, I was like, well, all this stuff online is, you know, it's bullshit. Like it's, yeah. it's basically trying to stop people. Like it is very risky and the majority of people won't be successful at it. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, stopping them from getting into it in the first place. And that's not bad, but it, it disheartens the people that might have not, you know, might be successful at it. So that's yeah. really what I don't want to do on my channel as I just want to open people up to all the opportunities and know yeah, that absolutely. they're all possible, but the probability of success is lower depending on what you choose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, you, you don't see parents running around telling their kids not to get into sports because the po- probability of them becoming a professional player is low. Exactly. And we're, mm. we're still trying, like, trying to tell people to get into sports or get into whatever they want to get into doesn't necessarily mean they have to be successful at it. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're like doing it smartly, like you can wipe out your accounts in day trading. Oh, if your you, account is sure. only, but if your accounts like only play money, then 
what's the harm? Yeah, and it really depends on the person. Like, you have to know yourself. Yeah. And if you're psychologically okay with trading larger sums of money in short periods of time, then you're you know you're suited for day trading. If you're not if you're not okay yeah. with it, that's fine too. Like, there's plenty of other options. Yeah, that you can go that's into. definitely not me. Like, <laughs> like you can go into swing trading where you you're holding a smaller position over a longer period of time. You know, you're not trading yeah. 100 grand in, you know, the space of half an hour. So, yeah. But anyway. All right. Well, I might throw it over to Nick. We'll just get, yeah. put, like, bring us up to the same point. So, like, what you, did you go to uni or are you at uni? Um, firstly, I'll just say, sorry, I sound so, like, dead. I'm normally a lot more energetic if anyone's seen my videos, <laughs> but I'm just uh, not feeling amazing. Uh, but no, I actually That's didn't right. go to uni. Uh, so okay. I, I was a bit of a sort of, um, I guess, like I didn't know what I was what, exactly what I was going to do because I, I got multiple scholarship offers, you know, so I had a similar one to, to yours, um, Matt, so I could have gotten sort of paid and, and done a free degree and all that, but I, I ended up deciding that given that I didn't want to do a job that required a degree, uh, that uh, didn't really make sense. I mean, for me, I knew long term I was always wanted to go into business, but I suppose at at the time, being a seventeen year old, I figured, um, you know, it didn't really make any sense. So just to kind of run yep. into it and just like you know, if I didn't know what I was doing, so I just I, I took a year and um, just started working on things, and obviously it's worked out. Uh, by the way, I'm nineteen. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll be twenty at the end of the year. Uh, just You're so a everyone baby. knows how old I am. Yeah, a, a little bit. Everyone <laughs> tends to, even just by looking at me, everyone uh, they assume I'm you know, a lot older. So, um, yeah. So that's pretty much my, my story. Okay. So you, when did you graduate high school? Then what year? Yeah. yeah so uh, 2017. So the end of 2017 was when I was done. Okay. 2018 uh, cool. was my year of kind of you know trying to get into business and and all that and i'm kind of just building it on seems to have worked for you yeah yeah geez you finished right, well. you finished high school at the same time i finished uni <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go all right well i might just then bring myself up to speed here um so i'm 19 as well 10 20 in a couple of months um and i graduated high school in 2016 um over in perth and so i uh, I was originally going to be an Air Force pilot. Um, that was my, my goal through most of school. And then um, my eyes just weren't good enough for, for doing that. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go and do a degree in physics and maths at the University of Western Australia. So it was my other passion was sort of like physics mostly. And then maths, because maths is such a big portion of physics, um, maths just sort of goes in with a physics degree really easily. Uh, so I started doing that in 2017. And pretty early in the year, I think around April, May, I made the, the decision uh, with my girlfriend to move here to Sydney, um, both sort of for career options. And part of that decision-making process was me realizing that I actually wanted to do finance. Pretty big step. Yeah, it was a, a big one. Um, it definitely the last year. So we moved in January last year. Um, so it's definitely been an interesting experience. Um, but so I changed my degree to a bachelor of commerce and transferred to UNSW and I'm majoring in finance and real estate studies. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so I'm studying full time at the moment. I've got another two years of a degree to go. 
And are I'm you... also working full time at the same time. How do you balance that? It's um, it's interesting. Um, I I'm lucky with a finance degree in that the contact hours at uni aren't very high. Um, so it's it's very much on on your own back. You're not getting taught at like taught in a classroom a whole lot. Yeah. So I'm able to get away with just doing night classes a couple of nights a week. Um, and then I just work during the day. Cool. By the and way, yeah, study, study for when the, I can. For the viewers, yeah. where's that accent from? <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> it, it comes through sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, so I moved over here with my family when I was 10 years old. So yeah. like it, it's, it's nearly gone. I've nearly spent half my life here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm working full-time in equipment and vehicle financing. Um, so it, that's an interesting look at some parts of the industry and definitely shapes, it shapes a lot about how I manage my money. So hopefully in the podcast, in some episodes, we can have a chat about some of those things because people just don't get to see what the financiers are looking when you go to ask for a car loan, what they're actually looking at. So yeah that'd be very interesting in the future videos yeah all right so as um so you're trading full-time now is that how you're making your income me yeah yeah so at the moment no it's not my sole source of income yeah there's a couple of things that have gone into that so last year i was trading full-time um i didn't make anywhere near as much as I did in 2017. 2017, I could have comfortably lived off. Um, yeah. 2018 was a different story. It was a bit of a bit of a storm in the market there. Um, yeah. And found it difficult, you know, trying to... Because my area of competency is in swing trading. So yeah. I was basically so just, just trying to pick up... just give a brief description of what swing trading is. So swing trading, it's, it's kind of looking at a longer time span than day trading so you're looking at you can be looking at multiple days to weeks to even yeah. like a few months um would really be the upper limit yeah and it involves trying to chase momentum in stocks so i'll okay. look for um a stock maybe that's bottoming um such as uh bellamy's maybe now it's a possibility so i look for something like that with a little bit of momentum that's starting to peak to the upside and then, yep. then you take a hold of upwards momentum. Um, okay. So you, it's kind of like trend following, but a, a shorter time period with. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that's just stocks. Yeah. So that's that's purely just stocks that I'm that I'm trading. So okay. at the moment, yeah, it's purely just stocks. I will look to uh, diversify into other other products and stuff like that, but I really just need to sort of sort out um, the basics first before I sort of start jumping into other things and try to work those out. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, once I've got an income from this, like a consistent income, then I'll look ahead and, you know, broaden yeah. before that. But before that, I'll be looking to size up my trades anyway. So there's a few yeah. steps before I actually look to other different products and expand into those just to express myself a little bit more through my trades. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... At the moment, I'm working uh, currently full time. Um, yep. I started at eleven thirty 
during during the day. So there is room for me to trade the open, which I'm plenty fine with. And I can yep. also swing trade at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay. But the only problem is, you know, everyone's heard about the NBN. Um, <laughs> I've, I've currently been three months without internet. So wow. obviously... No internet at all. No, no internet at all. I mean, I have my phone, but I'm not yeah. going to be trading. No way am I trading day trading off my phone. Like I no. used my phone as a backup internet source when I was trading before. Wow. So, so why don't you have internet? So I moved into this accommodation that I'm currently in. Yeah. And I thought that they basically said there's no internet and we didn't think it would mm-hmm. take that long because it's the area, there's already NBN in the area. Like they only yeah. have to hook up the place. Yeah. But what we didn't know is when we moved in, they actually hadn't installed a copper line to the house at all. They just completely oh, forgot no. about it. Yeah, so there's no there's no telephone line to the house whatsoever. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's so terrible. that's... I'm not sure if they're going to have to go through the roof or underground, but either way, it's a finished build and they're going to have to be cutting shit out. So oh, no. that's going to be really interesting. But they said it's going to be another month or so and that's sort of when I'll start to look to get into um, day training again. I'll just start small size, yeah. but yeah. Okay. And so Nick, just tell us a bit more about your businesses then, uh, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Sure. So again, interesting story. So, and I'll just keep going to give you a rundown of uh, what I did um, from high school, uh, just so yeah. you kind of have some context. So basically, um, to put it sort of briefly, I finished high school, and I obviously uh, during high school I worked quite a few different jobs. So I was at one point working at KFC, Macca's, and a small fruit shop at the same time, uh, sort of trying yeah. to just and that was just sort of to live. Um, just because that was sort of the uh, situation I was in. I was quite very independent uh, from a young age. So uh, I was already by that point kind of making money, like extra ways to make, uh, finding extra ways to make money. But between the fact that I was very academic uh, and I did a lot of extracurriculars, I didn't really have time. So when I left school, I figured, okay, I'm going to get a, a job. So I went to a, actually worked on a turf farm um, part-time or well, casually actually for some money and then started doing things online. So I started my first e-commerce commerce store store early that year which actually failed uh i had no idea what i was doing at that point so that that failed um and i i did a host of different things some things made me more money than others um and then towards the end of the year or probably mid end of the year is when i actually started having success so i um i changed jobs to something paying really well so i was working for the department of justice uh and that that paid well so i had a lot of money coming in and i started using that to invest so i started getting into stock trading uh, long term so i'm not into like swing trading and all that but matt i will definitely ask you more about that because <laughs> i want to get into it but like there's so many other things going on as you're about to hear um and then obviously p2p lending uh, which i talk about a lot so that's something that i'm into um um, I started up another e-commerce store. This time I was actually successful, so I was able to make that profitable. Uh, I I think I started the blog earlier in the year, but it started to get kind of views and stuff, and people started kind of talking about it, so I created the YouTube channel uh, just yep. because a, a lot of people didn't like reading. Um, and, yeah, so that leads me to, I guess, somewhat where I am now, where I'm working with a few other businesses on different things that I'm working on. So I've got, like... Particularly like the ebooks, they're quite profitable. So I make partnerships with other 
um, businesses that's sort of relevant and, and there's like it's a lot, sort of affiliate marketing situation. Um, and yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of different things I'm doing, to be honest with you, probably too much. And if I'm going to give any <laughs> advice here, it's don't do a thousand things at once. Um, yeah. But I, I need to sort of taste my own medicine here and, <laughs> and stop doing so much. But yeah, so basically my days are just working on a host of different sort of projects and, and things. Um, but in the end, it's worked out quite well um, sort of um, money-wise. So the affiliate marketing is very profitable. Um, so some weeks, like thousands of dollars, like almost tens of thousands of dollars sometimes. Uh, so that works out well. Yeah. So I'll have to definitely do some episodes about that and how you get into that because um, obviously it's nice and profitable for you. Um, so what, what do you sell on your e-commerce store? Uh, well, the funny thing about e-commerce is I would not want to reveal that. So basically, if you're oh, in really? the area, yeah, if you're in the area, because it's very competitive, because I'm drop shipping, of course, uh, that's not something you'd ever say, uh, basically. So okay. because other people would steal it. So um, there's a few. We started with a niche, and now we've kind of got, got multiple niches going on. But uh, uh, it's yeah, definitely okay. not something that I would reveal too much information on. That's uh, true. Just you don't want to. You don't want to relate reveal something that's you know hasn't really been touched on and you've found the yeah the exactly. gap in the market okay. where you can fill so yeah no that's true yeah it's, it's very yeah. competitive and you'll find if you sort of look around in the area no one will give you their store names or anything like that so yeah i'm oh, a lot more open about everything else but that, yeah that's yeah <laughs> not that that's interesting i wasn't aware of that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah. before I got in the area, I wasn't either. I was going around sending everyone my store going, oh, can you check out my store? And that was my first store, which is one of the reasons why, why it failed. Because if I found a good product and I put it all over the internet, well, everyone else did it and it became saturated and it was no longer a good okay. product. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes like advertising sort of obsolete. Uh, so that's an interesting sort of area that isn't talked about a whole lot. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, like yeah. obviously, you you can still advertise, but you obviously wouldn't because this is coming out to you know, we're releasing this podcast to people who are trying to make money. Where when I'm advertising, I'm advertising to the people who who are consumers. You know, so you can advertise, but yeah. you just wouldn't put it in front of your competitors, so to speak. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. So I guess we'll wrap up the podcast. We'll do a little bit about um, sort of what you're looking at for the future. Now we've spoken about what you're doing now. So start with Matt again. What yep. are you sort of doing now? Uh, what are you hoping to do in the future? So, Maybe five years we'll start with and then further than that. No worries. So I would like to go into something finance related in terms yeah. of trading, even though I did do my mechanical and materials engineering. Um, but yeah, my plan is to kind of, I really want to build out my passive income streams. Yep. So that takes the pressure off me, you know, working during the day. And that way I can focus more on developing as a trader. So yep. that's one option. If the passive income streams, you know, don't come to fruition. Um, the other option is I really would like to be looking at, you know, working in a firm or something like that, because I really think a the trading firm. Yeah, I really think the mentorship would really, you know, help me out and speed my learning yeah. curve up a bit. So that's yeah. kind of my plan within the next five years. But ultimately, I'd be looking to, you know, have a portfolio that basically looks after all the bills with a little bit extra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've definitely heard getting into a firm and trading next to people is the best way to learn and get yeah, better. 100%. Um, but obviously, we're moving into a sort of 
time in the stock market where like that traditional prop firm model isn't isn't being as profitable anymore and they're, they're tending to disappear a little bit yeah that'll be interesting uh, to see what what sort of happens there as well yeah so Whether i guess there's always hedge funds i mean there's they always need traders and whatnot but i guess as a hedge fund trader you're not really picking your trades yeah too much um and then obviously the banks have their traders but again they're not really picking their trades so it's really the the prop traders that are left actually doing the traditional stock trading that we think of yeah i mean i am open to you know not just trading and it could be just portfolio management or something like that but something to do with managing you know equities whether it be yeah in australia or somewhere else that's where i would really want to end up in the future yeah sort of like an asset management sort of yeah something like that okay um and then sort of so yeah going forward in sort of into your career and whatnot are you looking hopefully to have more passive income so that you're not sort of working a traditional nine to five and that or are you sort of hoping more maybe have a traditional nine to five doing something related to trading or whatever like I'm really trying to get away from a nine to five job. It's always yeah. been sort of my, not passion, but sort of goal in yeah. terms of trading is to get away from a nine to five job. In reality, yeah. I'm probably working a lot more <laughs> than nine yeah. to five anyway, currently, but eventually that's that's the end goal is to have yeah. passive income. And it just not only, if it's not, you know, paying the bills completely, it's at least giving you some security in your income, say, you know, you get uh, let down from your job or something. You have, say it's like $500 a week or something like that. Like it's something that's paying the bills, um, you know, whilst whilst you don't have a job, if anything. Yeah, yeah. So Nick, obviously starting businesses and whatever, you're obviously not looking to go into a nine to five job and work for anyone. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I've always sort of had the same mindset where I, I don't, you know, want to work for anyone. But that being said, I, there are a lot of jobs where you can do things that you can't sort of do yourself. So, for example, that's why I've kind of always gone for these different government roles uh, and different things. I actually was going to join the Defence Force uh, at one point. I got an offer from them and they actually offered me a scholarship and stuff like that. Uh, and that's, you know, that's sort of, I guess, a, a small part of what I do enjoy doing because it, it's sort of cool stuff and you're obviously doing something meaningful, which is a big part of what I like to do. But, you know, on the other hand, yes, I do what, like, more than anything, I do want to avoid that and keep building uh, uh, businesses and, and all that. And obviously, uh, again, for meaning, I have my blog where, you know, it's all about sharing my knowledge, sharing what I'm doing, you know, and that's all there to help. So yeah. uh, it's, I guess, yes, um, for most most part. But like, you know, when it comes to certain things that, that you can't really get that from, you know, your own sort of business or, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess... Um, for a lot of people, at least they they build up their capital to start their businesses by working, and then once their business takes off, they go and just do their own thing and leave their job. I mean, that's what Jeff Bezos did. It worked yeah. out pretty well for him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, um, I'm probably completely down the opposite end from you guys. I. Obviously, I'm working full-time now in uh, equipment finance, and in the future, I'd 
my goal is to get into investment banking and go be an analyst in an investment bank after uni. Um, so that is more than nine to five work. Uh, pretty famously, they work very, very long hours and that's um, not at all like starting your own business or anything like that. Mm, um, yeah. The thing is though with that, like a lot of the people that are looking to move away from the nine to five job, it's mainly... Like, say if you don't like your current 9-to-5 job, that's why they want to move away from it. If you yeah. enjoy whatever 9-to-5 job you're currently doing, definitely do it. Like, there's no reason why, you know, if you love your job, yeah, there's no reason, you know, for you to go out and, and leave if you're comfortable yeah. with it. Yeah, Absolutely. so that's definitely like looking at working at hopefully a Morgan Stanley or a Goldman Sachs and having that access that you get as an analyst and more so as an associate in yep. one of those banks, having access to the CEOs of like the big four banks or oh, it'd be um, an amazing experience. like BHPs and like I've got some contacts inside some of the banks that I've just met through networking events and stuff that like they're on calls and going to meetings with CEOs and CFOs and whatnot and they're two years into their job. So... Like that's sort of, yeah, that's what I want to be doing. And also investment banking pays quite well um, compared to other sort of entry-level jobs. So that would be my goal straight would out you, of uni. Would yeah. you look to invest on the side as well? Or what would you be doing? Would you be doing something um, on the side? Or would it just be saving, saving money? Yeah, so I think in terms of investing, it would probably be a little bit hard um, for someone working in that space. Like I've got a friend who's working in assurance at the moment and he's staying quite well away from sort of investing his own money, at least okay. specifically because of sort of like an et- from an ethical standpoint. Yeah, um, true. You can, you can get yourself into a little bit of hot water if you start trading a stock that your firm is currently working with. Um, you yep. get yourself to a bit of hot water. So it's a little bit difficult for people working in those firms to trade. Um, so but obviously, I'd look at, yeah, I'd look either get someone to manage my money or just sort of do some passive investing and that sort of stuff. But definitely the money that I'd be earning, I'd be looking to put into property. Yep. Um, and that's sort of my, my large, my next large sort of financial goal is to get a property to live in because, um, looking down the line sort of 40 50 years i think if there were ever to come a point where like god forbid you get sick or you can't work for some reason not having to pay for where you're living is a big goal of mine oh it's amazing um so yeah just being able yeah like owning a house outright that you can just live in you don't have to worry about how you're going to make your next payment without getting kicked out of your house would be the goal in the long run for me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I think uh, what's your sort of uh, goal long-term, I guess? Uh, My goal long Like past, uh, we'll go with Matt first. Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, owning your own house is a lot, like, I mean, a lot of people have that goal. And it's definitely yep. like, it's definitely achievable depending on like how you manage your money throughout your course of your life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely want to be owning my own home at some point. 
even though yep. at the moment I am talking about like renting versus buying, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I think there's, there's I still an interesting do think, conversation that goes on there. Yeah, I still do think that there are the positives to buying and eventually I will be buying a place. Um, yeah. So that, you you know, you do have that flexibility to make adjustments to your house and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really would like to have my own portfolio that I would manage. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I kind of enjoy, enjoy that. So like looking through you know, up and comers in terms of the companies and then adding those to my portfolio and just sort of managing it um, throughout the course of my life. And especially in retirement, I think it'll give me something to do. Yeah. Like having that um, stimulation for my mind, just sort of investing at the same time. Um, yeah, definitely when you've got a bit more time on your hands and especially if you've got the financial security that if you lose everything, you're not yeah, going to it's, lose your house. It's, it's, mainly, uh-huh. it's mainly financial freedom and everyone says that. But I was, watching, yeah. I was watching a trader, like I went up to Sydney with a chat with traders and he yep. said it was basically the financial freedom, yes, but it's freedom of the mind. So yeah. you're free to think what you want when you want. So like when you're at work, yeah. basically, you have to think about work. Yeah. But if you don't have to work then you're free to think about anything you want. Like, I don't think that if I had a passive income source on the side that was large enough or even more than large enough to pay for my bills and stuff, I don't think I would stop working. Yeah. I'm just, I would, I would just look to put my time into other stuff and other hobbies or ventures that I'd be looking at. And I think it's yeah. the, the ability to be able to do that and the, the flexibility and freedom to be able to do that is where I would want to be long term. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically. And I suppose yeah. on the on the very extreme end of that, you look at someone like Bill Gates, who's he's not doing nothing with his time, but he's not working at Microsoft anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's going and doing all these different projects that he wants to do and helping people in Africa and all this. And that's because yeah. he's he's built up the wealth to be able to do exactly. those things. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to work for my entire life and then the goal there just to be to finish and I don't know, sit on the couch or something like it just, yeah. yeah, it just wouldn't be enough for me. Like some people it's, it might be different, but I think most people, they probably get bored after a while. Yeah, I think you would get bored other in stuff. retirement after a while. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of, um, I mean, like at uni, you get the, the people watching you in the exams who are all old people who are bored and want to come and have a power yeah, trip well, for Yeah, I've seen hours. actually an increasing amount of older people actually going to uni, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, it is good. You know, just to sort of, just so a bit of stimulation, really. Stimulate their brains, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, anyway, that's, yeah. Pretty much, that's pretty much my end goal is to be financially free enough to think what I want, not have to work a nine to five and go out and just chase my own ventures, really. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nick? Yeah, well, pretty much that. And I'll also just weigh in on the uh, comment like with people you know, yeah. getting bored. And that's absolutely true. Like I've, I've looked uh, briefly at studies kind of covering that area and almost everyone, you know, they will get bored quite quickly, like very quickly, you know, so they're going to, yeah. a lot of them will end up going back to their job or something. And it just depends on, again, what their passion is. So uh, obviously, yeah. all good. Yeah, I just lost you for a second there. It should be okay. 
Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, um, yeah so, you know, if you know what your passion is and that might be your job, but then, of course, you'd keep it or your business or, or the project or whatever it may be. So, like, um, I think that's – I'm definitely on board there. But when it comes to renting and buying and all that, uh, if I want to buy my own house, no. Um, so that, that properties I'm looking at at the moment are for investment properties. I prefer to rent, but that's just because of my situation. Uh, it's definitely better better for me to rent because I'm I move around a lot. Uh, so yeah, you know I I could kind of settle down and I suppose you know get a get a mortgage and all that. But for me, it just I, I really I really like being very flexible and spontaneous. So I think it's a very personal thing. Like I, I guess yeah. if you look at it just from a financial aspect. Even then, it it's so subjective on on someone's situation on on so many factors that um, that's why I don't really I guess cover it. But I mean, you know, for for most people, if you're staying in one spot, you know, it might be better off to rent or buy, depending on where where you are and all that. So yeah, I think that that's a really good episode. We should definitely do sometime in the near future. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking um, that just, too. I was like, just basically talk about the, the different sides to that whole discussion and just put the information out there for people. That's why we're doing this podcast, really. Put just put the information out there. And that's why as you like as we've seen in this episode, we all got very different backgrounds. So we we can come to it from different uh, I guess seats. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll probably wrap it up there for this episode. Um, so we are going to try to do this weekly. Um, hopefully we can keep up with that. And obviously having three people on here, if one of us can't make it on any given week, we can uh, still run a show with two of us. So we'll try to be back next week. And I don't know, we haven't picked a topic for next week. So we'll probably be personal finance related or um, something to do with business. Yep. So do you guys just want to plug your uh, like your blog and your YouTube channel and whatnot, um, give the links on how to get there and all that? Yeah, no worries. I'll go first then. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, I was, kind of just I was waiting. I was waiting for you. I was being polite. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so yeah, first up, um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at The Millennial Investor. Um, I've also got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so you can find me there as well, but if you want to watch any of my videos, just head over to the YouTube channel, The Millennial Investor. I hand it over to yeah, Nick. So your YouTube channel is the main place where you put your content. Yeah, that's pretty much the main the main content source there. Yeah. And what about you, Nick? Uh, yep. So pretty pretty similar. Obviously, my main sort of uh, area is my blog. Uh, so that's just aussiemoneyman.com.au. That's sort of covering everything to do with personal finance and, and some entrepreneurship too. It's just uh, specifically for Australians. That's sort of like, I guess, my, my niche. Um, and yep. within that, obviously, I go into PDP lending. So you can also YouTube channel, again, Aussie Money Man. I'm big on Instagram too. So again, at Aussie Money Man. Uh, and that's pretty much yep. me. Awesome. So I'll definitely, I'll put all the links in the show notes as well. So um, you have to swipe or tap the artwork or something, depending on what podcast player you're using and you'll find all the links. So for me, I basically, I run the Australian Market Briefing Podcast. So that comes out Monday to Friday at uh, between 6.30 a.m. and 7 a.m. So I'll pop the link to that as well in the show notes or you can just search for it on your podcast service of choice so that's it for this episode and we'll be back next week with something else thanks for listening